Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. So, ladies and gentlemen, Martha is about to come on and blow your mind with some greatness, and we're going to be diving into the specific conversation about building up your courage when dating, especially as an introvert, and uh, she's a, a powerhouse influencer, has her own podcast as well, so we're going to be, be diving into some greatness. Before that, let's talk about the announcements, and basically, I'm talking to you, because you are a world changer. You are shaping this world, your reality and our reality collectively with your thoughts, your actions, and how you show up, right? Who you're being in the world. So I just want to acknowledge you first off for knowing that that's who you are and being responsible for that in an empowering way and choosing wisely, choosing your thoughts, choosing your actions, choosing how you are being and who you're being uh, wisely. So I acknowledge you for that. And however I can support you on your own journey of evolution and growth and impacting people, let me know. If it's connecting you with one of these epic human beings like Martha, who's about to come on, I would love to make an introduction there if that's something that would benefit you. If it's coming on the 12-hour marathon to share your message with the world, I would love to support you in doing that if it's a great fit for both of us. And then also I love helping people launch their podcast. So if you have this burning desire, I'm talking about burning freaking desire, not just, I don't work with just anyone, but you got a burning desire to make a huge impact in the world, then you are my kind of people. And I want to support you in specifically getting your podcast launched, building your platform and making that bigger impact. So let's talk and you can get a hold of me in a number of different ways, specifically chris at beyourgps.com. Send me an email, facebook.com forward slash th3 burns and Instagram at I am Millionaire Chris. Would love to talk to you and see how you are growing and become your greatest possible self. Now I can support you. Cool? Cool. Awesome. Next up is the iTunes review of the week. I'm like, I'm like sing-songy over here. Like da 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 Next up is the iTunes review of the week. It's by Sports123789. Sports says, awesome show and host. Love Chris's infectiously positive attitude inspirational and uplifting. Well, thank you so much, sports. I appreciate you, and I love being inspirational and uplifting as well. So if you want to give us a review, definitely stay tuned. Like that's, you know, that's that's commitment number one to becoming your greatest possible self is subscribe to the show through however you get your podcast delivered. If that's Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, whatever, or if it's iTunes, you know, subscribe so you can keep getting these updates and the latest episodes. And of course, we always love if you share with your audience and with your community that you're loving the show, go go put a Facebook stories or a Instagram stories up there and let them know that you're tuning in. And also reviews on iTunes are super, super powerful and important to us. So if you have a review that you want to share with us, let us know what you love, what you want to see more of, what we can use improvement on. We love that feedback. Okay. Thanks so much in advance for doing that. Just search becoming your greatest possible self on the iTunes store or search, uh, just type in beergps.com forward slash iTunes. Cool. Cool. Now, I'm going to introduce Martha in just a second here. Before that, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes, because I'm sure Martha is going to be bringing some fire to help you grow. And especially if you are lacking confidence, if you really want to break out of your shell, um, not be so, you know, I used to be like a, a, a prisoner in my own mind, so to speak, of all my fears and doubts and insecurities. And if you want to break free from that quote unquote mental prison, I know Martha's going to have some gold for us. So stay all the way through till the end of this conversation, because one idea has the power to transform your entire life. So stay tuned and let's introduce Martha and we'll bring her on the screen. Martha is a podcaster, cheese pizza lover, and a TEDx speaker. And she helps introverts, people with social anxiety, and awkward humans of the world find confidence, connection, and their cool factor. As a millennial, she knows life can be tough. That's, that's an understatement. That's why she has created her podcast, 
shit you need to know to help them live their best life and make informed decisions. Decisions. I love it. Martha, we are now live and becoming your greatest possible self. Are you ready to rock the house, Superwoman? I'm so ready. Let's get it. Boom shakalaka. Okay, so before we begin and continue, uh, specifically for you, I love your last name because it's incredibly awesome <laughs> and, and some cool, cool letters put together. So I, wanna, I want you to dispel that and pronounce it for our audience. And uh, you can also share your Instagram so anyone who's listening live right now, take a screenshot um, or just remember it in your mind um, so that you can screenshot it and share it out with your audience. But Martha, give us the 101, girl. Yes. So my last name is Petrusheski. So it's four syllables, 13 letters, and it's spelled P-I-E-T-R-U-S-Z-E-W-S-K-I. So every time I make a doctor's appointment, so that's what I got. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And they can find you on Instagram at Real Martha Riley, right? Yes. Easier to spell that way. I made it simple for (laughs) y'all. Smart. Smart. That's 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 branding right there. You are a genius. I love it. I love it, Martha. So let's dive into the theme of today, which is your why. Does your does your why make you cry? And specifically, we just want to hear how has this conversation and this euphemism how has it impacted your life, Martha? Totally. And that's such a great first deep question. I'm going to have to think a little. (laughs) So how, you know, what is my why, first of all? So, right, I am a podcaster. I'm also an introvert dating guru. I've decided to call myself that. Love it. And I really started these things for a couple reasons. And mostly, like you mentioned before, like life as a millennial is so difficult sometimes like we're blamed for killing the napkin industry we're blamed for like (laughs) everything and anything in the world and it's not always our fault sometimes it is i'll give you that sometimes it can be our fault but i wanted to create this podcast because i struggled for a long time in college with like finding my identity you know figuring out how to do things on my own especially since you you know you graduate from high school and then you're on your own from college and then you're like oh my god adult life is real i'm terrified <laughs> so i created that podcast based out of all my college experiences of not having the best time like just going at it alone and i was like no, I don't want anyone else to have to go through what I did because I suffered with a lot of anxiety. I know we've talked about that before. Um, I went to therapy for a long time to sort of figure out, you know, how I could be a better person and how I could get through this. And, you know, even such a thing as like asking a friend, where do I find a therapist is hard. It's a weird, uncomfortable conversation. Mm -hmm. So this podcast is really to make those things as easy and as simple as possible. Mm -hmm. And I bring on awesome people to connect with and learn from because I don't know everything. I know Mm -hmm. that. I know that about myself. I may think I do sometimes, but (laughs) like have all these people to sit down and tell you what they know, basically. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. And I I hear I hear you, you really recognized that one, millennials have a lot of power and ability to impact things. And it can also be a difficult journey because I think we do have this kind of this, this complex that we need to know everything. Like we need to have the answer for everything. We need to be competent at everything because if we're not, uh oh, you know, like, like we're, we're not enough, shame, guilt, all this kind of stuff that, that comes up. Like uh, it's, it's really, it can be super tough to be a millennial. And oh. I also like hear you sharing that you love learning and you love that one of the, the best ways for you to make a difference for other people is to sit in a room and, and facilitate a conversation, you know, virtual room maybe. Uh, but facilitate the conversation with someone who who knows stuff, who knows uh, how to do things, can can add that value and their expertise to your audience's life, so that their life becomes a little bit easier, and they can know the shit that they need to know. Exactly. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so cool. So that is awesome, and I love how you shared that. And we're gonna dive more into your journey and and how you're serving people and stuff today. Specifically, we wanted to start with the the you know, self-proclaimed and uh, I I would say rightly deserved um, introvert dating guru, you know, like tell us more about that and, and how you serve your clients with that. So 
When I was a freshman in college, I had no friends and it was because I didn't want to talk to people. I was so scared to like, you know, you're supposed to like leave the door open a crack. That's what they recommend to like make friends. I did not do that. I shut the door. <laughs> I was like no new people in my life. And that was fine for a while. I mean, like I didn't mind being alone, but then it just suddenly got so isolating. I was like, I need people to talk to. I need that connection. And that's when I sort of figured out, I'm like, okay, well, I'm, you know, I'm an introvert, but I need connection. How can I find it? So I didn't start off by like dating a ton of guys. That was, that was not the first step in the journey. <laughs> My first step in the journey was figuring out, you know, what connection can I have with these people in my hall? Like mm. start small. Okay. I can talk to the person across from me. I can talk to the person in my class. Mm. So I really started small in that way. And like, that's how I really got the idea of like, Oh, like once I open up and I'm honest about who I am and, and what I like, I'm not bad at this. Like mm. I'm pretty good at making connections. I'm pretty good at like finding something that we have in common. Yeah. So Fast forward a few years, I'm out of college and I just got out of a relationship. It lasted three and a half years. And I was like, well, I haven't done this in a while. I don't, I don't really know what's up. This is like, what are dating apps? This is a weird thing to go on because <laughs> as I will say, dating apps are an introvert's best friend. Like mm. there, it's very easy to hide behind the screen. Mm. But for me, I really wanted to challenge myself to, okay, get off the screen like what can I do to make that connection in real, in real life because I am good at it and I kind of forgot that I was good at it for a while but once I started going on these dates I was like oh yeah okay like this is easier than I remember yeah it's not always easy for everyone that's for sure but <laughs> I became and I'm sorry calling myself this because I went on so many dates in one summer that I actually started a first date blog. Wow. And I wrote down all of the first dates I ever went on, like the good, the bad, the ugly. Wow. And I like, I had these data points. I was like, okay, like this first text didn't work. This date spot didn't work. Mm -hmm. You know, he ghosted me. Why did that happen? So it was really a lot of like self-reflection. Yeah. And I, I also was just like really proud of myself. I'm like, oh, okay. Like I can get knocked down. I can get rejected, but I can do it again because I have the power to do so. And along the way, like this insight does not come overnight. Like I was doing a lot of life coaching. I went to a couple Tony Robbins events that really like instilled the power of you within you, I guess. That's right. a good way to put it. Okay. Um, so it wasn't an overnight journey, but through that life coaching and through that dating blog and just doing it and having the experiences, mm. that's what makes me like uniquely positioned to help millennials date because it worked for me. Like I have a boyfriend now. I successfully, you know, got off the apps. I did the thing. <laughs> I did. I, I went on so many dates. We have this like bar arcade in Minnesota. I went on so many dates there and I, I can't ever go again because it's too much. It's too much to go in there. Um, <laughs> So I, I did all these things and then I realized, okay, with my podcast, I can help people, mm. but this is a need that I don't really see being fulfilled. I see a need for maybe people in that like 30 to 40 age range and 40 and above age range on dating, but dating in your twenties is hard when you're not in college because mm. you really want to date someone you work with, mm. maybe. You don't really want to like go out and pick someone up at a bar because that's not really cool anymore to do. Um, <laughs> for introverts, it's not cool. Right, right. right. <laughs> so where can I like come in and fill that gap? And that's really mm. with like dating apps and millennials. So that's what I'm doing. And that's how I got there. That's incredible. I love it. I love it. And I, I think it's, you mentioned dating apps are introverts best friend. And I think it's, it's so powerful because like it starts the connection a lot of people have the introverts especially they have a challenge with starting the connection but once it's started then a lot of intro introverts typically i think are are curious are introspective you know they they are are great at asking questions and and just being interested you know maybe not all of them but i, I would say that's a tendency that i've seen in terms of like people who are shy at first they they tend to be like really deep when it when it comes to being trusting with someone else and being willing to like open up and and just be real it might take some time to get there but um i think that that's that's usually available in in the introvert that 
we, we need tools, we need resources to help us break the ice and, and make up for where we might be uh, weaker in our dating approach or dating game, so to speak. Totally. And I think some of the modern apps make it really easy to do so. I know Bumble was a favorite of mine for a while. And towards the end of it, they rolled out a feature where they had pre-filled like first date or like first conversation starters. So it's really like it's that easy. If you're, you know, it's that easy to make that connection. All you have to do is send a nice little line, not like, hey, what's up? Or like, (laughs) you know, you look sexy today. Like, no, don't, don't do that. But like send a nice, genuine, thoughtful, you know, first impression. And it's worked well for me. So I want to, I want to talk about the etiquette of introduction, you know, like if there's, (laughs) if there is a pre-filled response, then that's great. Then people don't really have to think about it and they can rely on the system. But let's say people don't have the app or the system. What, what, what is your advice or guidance around creating relationships and starting them up? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I think it first starts with the other person's profile. Mm. I think, you know, it's it's like half the battle, like your profile's apart, their profile's apart, but you matched. There's something that caught their eye, right? right? So go out and figure out what that was. Was it a picture of their cat or their dog, or they were at a really cool brewery that you liked or something. Mm, yeah. Find that one thing that you have in common. And then, you know, you can make an introduction out of that. Like mm. say, you know, I, I remember my current boyfriend had a picture of himself at the Renaissance festival. Mm-hmm. Weird fact about me, but I worked there for two summers. So I was like, Oh, that's I see that you like the Renaissance Festival. What was your favorite food there? Mine is mm. this. Something that's like really easy like that. And then my favorite thing is to ask a question in there. So like, what's your favorite mm. food? Gives them something something to respond back to rather than saying like, hey, what's up? Or like, I'm not going to respond to that. I don't like have time. Super, super open-ended that yes. like it's they have to think and make effort to create the conversation. You want to make it like, hey, here's a silver platter. Just yeah. like put something out there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care what it and is. I, yeah. And I know a lot of people like probably won't want to do the work because even that's a lot, but it's it's easier than you think if you set it up right rather than trying to fill in the blanks later. It's powerful. So I think that it's really look for that thing that you have in common, right? And and notice that and ask a question based on that, based around that. Um, totally. That's that's with a dating app or with a you know social media things like that. Um, what if people are in person? Is it still the same concept? Yeah, you know, I think so. I don't have a ton of experience getting like picked up, as you say, at a bar. (laughs) I I avoid those situations. But I think for, you know, meeting in person, it really helps to acknowledge to yourself that like, oh, this is kind of a weird situation, but I'm just going to go for it anyway. Like they're cute. They're reading a really good book that I like. Why not just like, you know, make that conversation the worst that could happen is they say no. That's it. Then it's over and then you're done. (laughs) Then you can move on to someone else. You don't have to get down about that. There's a lot of other people to see. (laughs) I think a lot of people put so much pressure on that, on that, on the situation, on what to say. Um, Is there anything else you'd recommend about like the energy or, or other ways to, to look at it? So there's not, not as much pressure and stress on them. Totally. So I love this piece of advice. And well, it's like two pieces of advice, really. So the first is to have fun, cop out mm-hmm. answer, but yes. online dating should be fun. Yeah. Like, say you're sitting down with your girlfriends, you have a glass of wine, and you're just swiping through profiles, looking at them. Like, mm-hmm. that's a fun thing to do. And they're like, oh, he's cute. Maybe you should go for him. Or, mm-hmm. you know, oh, they're reading like a really good book that I love. Ask them about that. Um, like, that should be the fun part. You don't have to spend more than a minute thinking of what to mm-hmm. say. And even that's maybe a little bit too long. Right. Um, and, and the second thing is, know that you're not going to know if they're the one based on their first response or even your first date. I mean, the first date is really all about getting to know them and to see if you want a second date. That's what I say. Like the first date, the point of a first date is to see if you want a second date. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's as 
far ahead as you are allowed to think. Um, And I think some people I know I have in the past, like, oh, okay, they checked this off my list. They checked this off my list. But you don't really know that because first dates are already like kind of awkward anyways. Right. So you're not maybe always putting your best self forward. And Mm -hmm. so give yourself another chance if it didn't go that well and give them another chance too. I think two dates is a perfect amount of time to see if you want to move forward, but definitely don't make that judgment call after the first date unless they make you feel really uncomfortable or unsafe or something. Wow. That's powerful. So it's like a lot of people go into the first date wanting to project out, wanting to, you know, like have everything be perfect and analyze the whole situation. It's like sometimes you really get to give the relationship some organic time to to kind of mature. You know, it's like the first date might be a little small window to be able to really determine who this person is. And uh, sometimes first impressions aren't always the greatest because of nervousness, because of whatever might be coming up for people. So it's like the repeated times and especially I think in different types of environments. So like one might be at a restaurant, one might be at a fair, one might be at an arcade, whatever it might be, like seeing people in different environments probably would also help you um, assess do I feel good? Do I have fun in these different places? Totally. I think that's really important too. And I've also heard this piece of advice. I haven't gotten the chance to try it, but if you schedule, and especially if you're a busy person, like I'm a busy entrepreneur, I don't always have time to go on two hour movie dates or whatever. Um, If you schedule like a 15 minute FaceTime or just a phone call just to like, see, Hey, like, what's up? How was your week? And just get the sense of, Oh, they're not a total weirdo. We can set up another date. (laughs) Sometimes that's all you have time for at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, like, would you recommend to do that call before meeting? It's like, is that something that you do before meeting? To totally. is that also a good kind of qualification thing to feel if someone is would be fun to hang out with? Totally, I think that would be a great option. Especially, you know, you can talk maybe about what you want to do too. It could be like a little logistic call too. And then if they're totally like, well. I don't know, you pick, or just like a total deadbeat, you'll probably get the vibe pretty fast. Like you said, introverts like myself are very, you know, we notice things. We can pick up on things other people maybe can't. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a really good thing, especially it, it does take the pressure off, like meeting someone trying to find them in a crowded restaurant mm-hmm. and sitting down and be like, Hey, what's, what's up? How's it going? Cause yeah. that's all like that first impression can always be a little bit weird too. So this totally takes the pressure off and makes it as fun as it can be. I think. I love it. I love it, Martha. And we had Tiffany Carter. Shout out to Tiffany Carter. who's out in the audience. Shout out to Tiffany. And she said, this is such a great topic. I'm engaged to a hardcore introvert. First few dates were awkward as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, that's that's good. And it's like, you know, how do we how do we respond to those people? How do we how do we, um, you know, cater to them? So this is we've been mainly talking about um, if you're an introvert and you're you're going out with someone who may be an introvert, may not be an introvert. um, What do you say in terms of dating an introvert? Is there any any uh, recommendations or guidance that you you think is important for people to know as well? Oh my gosh, totally. Introverts are like special unicorns. Like we're very sensitive, emotional people. We may just not be able to show that all the time. So I always say like, if you're an extrovert, shut up. (laughs) Like just stop talking for a little bit because maybe you're talking too much and we can't get a word in otherwise. Just, you know, hold it in, just hold it in for like five minutes and you'll be surprised, you know, maybe a beautiful insight will come out, uh, you know, on a date or something, or maybe they will tell you something that you have never heard before. That's super interesting. Mm. I think introverts are very intelligent, smart. I mean, we're all intelligent. We're all great people, but introverts are very, you know, they're very thoughtful. They're very intentional. Mm. And you can know that if an introvert goes on a date with you, they're, they're not in it you know, for the wrong reasons. Mm. They're in it because, hey, this took a lot of courage maybe to even go out of my house today. They're making the effort with you. And I think that's something to like really appreciate about them. Because Mm. again, like not everyone has time to go on dates. And, you know, as an introvert, like it's easy to get caught up and want to stay inside. But just knowing that they're making the effort, 
knowing that they probably have something to say and knowing that we're great listeners too. That's another thing. Like you can talk, um, we'll listen and we maybe won't interrupt, but just sort of remember like, Oh, okay. Tell me about yourself. That's the key. Like, tell me about yourself. That's, that's smooth like butter. Like that'll Mm. open you up. Mm, That's amazing. So I, I think like introverts can come in and just want to, to hear and listen a lot, but one of the greatest assets that we can provide and have an introvert feel welcome and and you know connected in the relationship is asking them a question and then just being quiet and allowing them to to share, giving them space, no pressure, you know, just like allowing them to to have the the time and space, patience to be able to share whatever is on their mind and heart. Yeah, totally. And you'd be surprised. Sometimes I feel that. You know, sometimes I maybe don't always have the words to express what I'm thinking, mm-hmm. but if you're patient with me and you sort of encourage me, that goes a long way rather than like, why aren't they talking? Like, did I do something wrong? No, you probably didn't do anything wrong. They're just having a hard time, like finding the right words because mm-hmm. we're intentional people. We like to take our time and we like to make sure we're saying something worth our while, really. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. I wanted to ask about in terms of an introvert, let's say, knowing what type of person that they should be going out with or want to be going out with. How does how does someone know like who's who's a good fit for them short term, long term? How does someone choose like a, a right partner? Oh, that's such a great question. And I think this advice doesn't apply to just introverts. This applies to everyone, I think. And and I did it and it sounds so weird and cheesy at the time, but write a list, write a list of everything you think you want in a partner. Mm. So I wrote my list, um, I think about a year and a half ago. And I wrote the weirdest things on there, like must be five, nine to six, two Mm -hmm. must like Pixar movies, likes to cook me dinner twice a week Mm. and really like be intentional about what you want and write that down and don't be ashamed about it either. Really. Like that's, that's another big thing. Like you are entitled to want what you want and to love whomever you want to love. I'm not going to tell you that. (laughs) Amen. And you know, this is, this is great because I, I, I specifically, I, I wrote down a list of my dream woman and I attracted her, right? Like Petia, she's like yeah. my, the woman of my dreams because I got intentional about it because I wrote it down. And I said things like, okay, so I'm, I don't know like what, what is in my highest and best good. And like, let's say boobs, right? I was like talking about boobs. What, what kind of boobs do I want her to have? Well, I don't, I don't have a specific cup size that I prefer. So I said, <laughs> she, she has perfect boobs, right? Perfect boobs, perfect butt, perfect curves. And I didn't, I didn't need to be attached to that. So I think it's, it's almost like have fun and write things down. What, what just play, you know, play with this creation, with this list and what excites you and, and be willing to go with like, Hey, whatever the, the looks are, or we have amazing, out of this world orgasmic sex, you know, like whatever that is, like just write it down and and don't filter, don't judge yourself, but know like, Hey, this is what I want. This is important to me and give yourself permission to write that down. Totally. And allow that, you know, allow that to come into your life too. Like, you know, write that list, put it somewhere where you can see it. And then almost just forget about it for a little bit. You never know when it's going to happen and you always have to be open to a new opportunity. Maybe someone sets you up on a blind date and you're like, no, I don't want to go, but you don't know. Like you don't know. It could be that person. Um, So just like be open to any opportunity and just sort of let the universe take over. That's pretty woo, but that's, it worked for me and it worked for you too. So yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, Okay. So let's say someone's getting impatient with finding the perfect person for them. They're like getting tired of like the whole dating thing. They feel like they've been at it forever and they aren't getting what they want. What, what can that person do? You can take a break. You are allowed (laughs) to delete those apps, friend. You can, you know, press and hold and click the X. They're gone. (laughs) Because dating takes up a lot of your energy and you need to be really aware of that, especially Mm -hmm. as introverts. We only have so much energy we can spend on socializing. And if you feel like you're totally burnt out, just stop for a little bit. I I did that, but then I was like, no, but this is kind of fun. Like eventually mm. you, you get into the mindset like, oh, it's fun to go on dates. It's fun to meet people. Mm. Um, 
but if you're not, you know, in that place yet, you also might not be in the right place to date too. And I, I think that can be a really hard realization um, for people to have because it's, it's, you want to be, you want to be open and available, but maybe you got some other shit going on in your life. Like maybe a grandparent just passed away or you need to focus on your friend's wedding coming up. Just two random examples. Maybe focus, you know, that's a sign. Maybe you need to focus on those rather than, you know, always putting yourself first in this situation because that that's, you know, you want to be emotionally and physically available. And if you're spending all of your time and energy on meeting new people that continuously aren't working out, then at the end of the day, you're just going to be like, I, I'm going to be single forever and live in a cave. So, and you don't want that. (laughs) Yeah. What do you ever come across people who are like just resigned in terms of like, man, I have no, there's no hope. There's the guy isn't out there. The woman isn't out there. Like I might as well just stay single for the rest of my life and not put any more time and energy into this because it's not working. Totally. I, I have friends like that and it's, it's frustrating for me Hmm. uh, because I really want to help them. But I think the lesson that I'm learning as I'm sort of growing up and becoming an entrepreneur in this business is that you can't help people who don't want to be helped. So Mm. I I understand that, you know, maybe they, you know, are resigned to this. Um, I want to be able to change their mind and I can talk to them and maybe they'll listen. But if they don't, I can't take that personally because they're just on a different journey than I am. Um, and if they truly feel like they are, do, you know, aren't doing anything that is getting them partners, maybe take a look at your list. Maybe mm-hmm. you wrote down this list that doesn't align with you anymore. Mm-hmm. Write a new list. Go on vacation. Get re- well if you can. I mean, I can look out my balcony. That's my vacation. <laughs> uh, just like feel refreshed. Go to a spa day. And get into that zone of like, okay, I am available. You know, it's taking longer than I thought, but that's okay because I know that this is my timeline and I know it's worth the wait. You really have to just like repeat that to yourself because I totally felt frustrated for a while too. Like I was like, I am getting frogs. There is no one good here. And, but it was because I was treating myself poorly. I was expending too many ener- like too much energy on these guys, and I was going on these dates that I didn't really enjoy. So I needed to start saying no. But once I started saying no, the right people had you know were available to come into me too. So I think that's really important as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Also, I think um, having a, a coach like yourself, someone who people can hire or work with, or even a therapist, like if there's if there's like this persistent stuff, shit that just keeps coming into people, and they they're like, man, I should have with all this time and energy that I've invested into this, I should have got something by now. You know, should have made some progress. So it's like if there's if there's blind spots and they just can't figure out like what's going on, you know, for anyone listening, watching right now, have a conversation with Martha. Say, hey, I need help. I, I wanna I want to grow in this. I want to do better in this. I want to attract a great relationship. What's what's standing in my way? And then of course you got to be willing and open to receive the feedback because sometimes it's not uh, easy to hear when we are off track misaligned or simply like being um you know what's what's the word like having our i don't want to say uh, expectations too high but like attached attached to how it looks and i think in our today's romance world a lot of people are attached to how it's supposed to look like and how things are supposed to work that closes them off from getting what is really in alignment with them and their highest highest and best good for sure and it's really as simple as you know, maybe are you only using one app? Well, mm. there's multiple people on multiple different apps. Yeah. You could be limiting your search. Mm. You could be limit, you know, I always thought I liked dating tall, skinny guys. Like mm. that was my thing. I was like, I like that they are smaller than me. I don't know. It was a weird type preference. Yeah. But suddenly when I sort of like opened up like, okay, like maybe that's not the only type of person that I'm attracted to. Mm. It could be something as like my current boyfriend is six two, you know, not like he's not a size, you know, what's a men's size? 30? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. He's <laughs> not a 30 and that's okay. Um, because I opened myself up to these new things. And that was yeah. just a, that was a kick in the pants for me, really. I'm like, oh, 
I was being, you know, self-selecting and limiting in my beliefs. And I'm glad I sort of figured that out because I could work through that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think I, I had something similar, you know, I'm, I'm five, nine. And so I always felt like, man, I want tall kids. So I got to have a, a tall, you know, girlfriend, right? Like yeah. she's five, nine, five, 10. Cool. I don't care if she's taller than me. Let's go, you know, but like the universe kn- knew whatever some, some higher, uh, you know, cause or purpose knew that, Hey, you know, maybe, maybe a girlfriend who's like up to my nose. And when she wears heels, we're like the same height, you know, that's, that's, probably best for you Chris so like just love that and accept that and receive that because it's totally gonna work you know so it's it's like really just being open being open to to what comes in and then like really sit with it and say is this fulfilling me is this like checking the boxes so to speak after I think for me it's like after a couple of dates and time dating in the relationship like what started coming up for me is like fear of missing out like I would miss out on some other dream woman or some other possibility, you know, like, Oh, if I settle down, am I, am I limiting my options? Am I, you know, like, like, uh, settling too soon. And I think that that can be a fear too, like fear of, of missing out. Oh yeah. FOMO in the millennial world is rampant. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I feel it often. So I totally get that. Yeah. I love it. I love it. This is, this is powerful. I want to dive into the shit you need to know. Uh, and that podcast and you know just tell us about some of the the experiences that you've had on there and what's what stood out for you as far as launching the podcast what you've learned about yourself what you've learned about growing a community anything that like has stood out for you yeah so this is a great story and i talked a little bit about the podcast too but another reason why i started this podcast was because i went to a tony robbins event date with yeah. destiny in 2018 um 6 days long I only ate bagels most of the time. <laughs> like I was on a, I just carboloaded the whole day. Hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't think I could do it, but I did. Uh, <laughs> so on like the fifth or fourth or fifth day, we did this meditation and it was really all about divining our life's purpose. What do we want to do when we, you know, get out of here? And so I sat there, I meditated for a little bit and I was like in the zone because mm. the word teacher came to me. Mm. I was like, okay, expand more on that. I'm not going to teach kids in a science class because I, I was not that good at school. I'll be honest. So <laughs> uh, like chemistry, pretty sure I got to see it in that class, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> So the word teacher came to me and I was like, okay, what else? And Mm. and so the word book came to me like, oh, okay. Like I could write a book. Mm. And I was like, those answers are great, but I don't think that is for me right now. Mm. So what is something that I could still do to teach people and to have people, you know, like listen to me. So podcast, that's it. That's the, you know, hip new medium that we all use. That's right. Um, you do 12 hours of it every Wednesday. So we all, <laughs> it, it all just depends. So I was like, okay, a podcast. But then I was like, well, what is it going to be on? Like I, I have things I want people to know. I don't know how interested they're going to be. Mm-hmm. So I think this was maybe, I think before I left for Tony Robbins it was. So my coworker who was 26, she's like, you know, Martha, I'm off my parents' health insurance now, but I don't know which, you know, plan to pick. I don't have any idea about this. I was like, well, okay, like, do you do this? How many times do you go to the doctor? Like, is, do you need birth control or whatever? Like, all those factors played into her insurance. Mm-hmm. And I knew that because I went to the doctor a lot. So I'm like, oh. And that memory, like, came back to me in that meditation. I was like, okay, podcast about things that I know that people my age maybe don't know. Yeah. So I, it took me a couple months to get it running. I, I had to learn how to do a podcast. I had to learn how to edit. I had to learn, you know, what made, made me sound good. Um, luckily, I am a millennial and I already listened to a lot of podcasts. So I was kind of, you know, I knew what I wanted it to feel like. I knew how the interviews, I wanted it to work. Um, and I, and I almost, it almost started off as something different. I wanted it to just be me talking, mm. but then I was like, well, no one's going to listen to a 30 minute, you know, podcast on healthcare and all the doctor visits I've ever been on in my life. So <laughs> I had to think outside of the box and that was guests. So I started asking some of my friends, I was like, Hey, 
what do you want to know about? Mm. Or, and then I thought, you know, what do I want to know about? Where can I find these people in the community? Mm. Uh, my first interview ever was a personal finance guy because mm. that was really big for me in my life when I started this podcast. And that, like, I was like thinking, I was like, okay, like things along that line. I had a tattoo mm. artist on. I had um, today's episode was with a, you know, a sex coach. So so many different things that are related to millennials. And I think having people that are just, you know, maybe they're older millennials or they're Mm. just older than me. I'm only 25. I'm not, Mm. I'm kind of young. So older than me who can teach people my age, what they know in, you know, a safe, and secure place because I wanted it to feel like you're not ashamed of coming to this podcast to learn. That's not the point of it. Like I'm super funny. I'm, you know, living my best life on the podcast. And I wanted that to come across for people who are interested in learning more about this, about the same things I'm interested in learning in. So that's sort of how it all came about. And I'm, I just published episode 19. It's always changing and growing. Congrats. Literally not as like that's nothing in the podcast world (laughs) so i'm I'm mostly proud of myself for starting it and keeping it going yeah it's huge um but yeah it's it's all shit you need to know all the time because Mm. i my tagline is i'm asking the questions so you'll have the answers right so we're both learning together Mm. that's so good i love (laughs) it what what was it difficult for you to Feel like you're standing out in the the podcast space so to speak with so many different podcasts out there and, and you know with yeah. all these millennials who are starting to say hey i i know i have a voice i want to i want to share my voice and make a difference did anything like that come up for you yeah it, it does it did and it still does i think it's mm-hmm. podcasting is a really humbling experience because you get the data in real time if people yeah. are listening yep. you can you know maybe like if you since YouTube was around, right? You see the number of views, you see the number of downloads. So sometimes, you know, an episode doesn't get as many downloads. I'm like, well, what did I do wrong? Mm. Um, And I'm still always learning about that process. I would not consider myself an expert yet by any means. But I, I think what I'm learning is that the more stories I tell about myself and the more honest and open I am with my listeners, that's what really hooks them in. Because mm. my friend was like, well, I listen to your podcast and I like it a lot, but I like when you talk. I like when you share your stories too. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Like I am interesting. That's good to know. <laughs> Thanks for the reassurance. Great feedback. <laughs> so I'm, I'm learning. I'm, I'm taking those interviews. I'm making them fun and mm. I'm taking, you know, self stories. Cause I've, I've had a heck of a life. I've, you know, I started a company in college. I did a TEDx talk on it. I'm podcasting now. And just, there's so much stuff that I have. It would almost be like I would feel bad not sharing it. Like yeah. if I don't want anyone to like feel alone or, you know, if they had an experience about a bad breakup, let's say. Mm. So have I, I've been there. I want you to like feel that it's okay to come to me and have me be relatable. And I think that's what makes me stand out um, is because I'm just like you guys. I, I'm not a millionaire yet, but I, you know, I'm, I'm going through the ranks. I'm learning as we go. I'm growing up alongside you. I love it. I love it. I think that's, that's important is like really owning where you're at on the journey, you know, like just like owning that. And I love how you are also reporting on the information that people need to know. It's like, you don't, you don't need to have all the answers and you get to be connected with the people who are, who do, who do have those answers and you're able to deliver it to your audience. And I think that's, that's so powerful, such a powerful, um, humble yet and respectful yet also confident and bold saying, Hey, I'm, I know that what I do makes a difference. I know that the information I provide makes a difference. I know the people I'm around makes a difference and contributes to you. So I'm going to show up and keep doing what I'm doing. Yes. You nailed it. I don't have anything to add. <laughs> That's why I do what I do. 
I love it. I love it. I want to hear about the vision of, uh, you know, where you want to go just with what you've discovered, you know, 19 episodes deep as of today and I'm more and more on their way. And, uh, with the knowledge of, of book and the knowledge of teacher, what are you, what are you excited about in the horizon and future? Yeah. So definitely along with the podcast and offering like my dating, you know, I call it the deep dish dating call because I love pizza. So the second thing you said about me, <laughs> make sure that is in my brand. Um, along with those things, I'm really excited. I'm going to be launching some courses eventually. Yes. So I, I'm really doing that because I know what it's like to want to spend $5,000 on a coach that you maybe don't have the money for, or you would get yourself into credit card debt for. Um, I know I've been there. So I want to like create these courses at an accessible price point. Yes. So, okay, how can you make the best dating app profile without paying for me? I mm. totally get that. How can you, you know, how can you talk to your partner about communication issues or issues in the bedroom without me writing you a script to do so? I, I have all this thing, I have all these ideas and things, and I want to put them into courses to make them, you know, easy to understand, easy to do. Yeah. Um, because I love courses. I love learning. I do it all the time. Yeah. Um, I still read books. What a shock. Not many people <laughs> anymore. Um, so that's one part of the brand that I'm really excited about. And I'm really excited to start bringing on like more high profile guests because it's, it's gaining traction, you know, 19 episodes in. But I know that there are a lot of really powerful people that would love to tap into the millennial de- demographic. So I consider Definitely. that like... 23 to I, th- I think in technically millennial still 38 but I like that sweet spot of that 20 to 30s age range because yeah. that's where a lot of change happens mm. so if you know these powerful people can come in and get their message in early I would love that because that is you know I went to my first Tony Robbins event I was 24 so only like a year ago now. Oh my gosh. It's been like exactly a year since then. And I know I'm like set up for success. So really where I'm going with this is if there is someone that feels like trapped and they're like, you know, I'm not doing anything with my life. I want these people to be like, Hey, I've been there. I made, you know, our friend Tiffany, I made $17,000 one year. That was it. And now I make seven figures. I've been there just like you and get really more of those like high profile stories on there to really, you know, you know, I, and make myself legit. Like I am a podcaster. I know what I'm doing. I can have these people on, I can hang with the best of them. Mm. So can you, and you can listen to them and, you know, we'll have a real conversation that's fun and exciting. And I'm going to ask you what your favorite kind of pizza is. I will. (laughs) So Because that's that's what I want to know. I yeah, mean, you want to know something different, but I need to know the pizza. I love it. I love it, and that's that. I think that's something I keep hearing in your branding is like, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. You know, and I think a lot of people are out there trying to fit into a into a box, into a you know, into a system, into a format, into a blueprint, and make it like marketable and make it you know whatever. It's like. It, That's really not what, in my opinion, and maybe you found the same thing, it's not what thrives in today's marketplace. What thrives is like, is spunk, is, um, you know, attitude is like self-expression that's, that's radical, that's different, that is not like anything else. And that's, that's why I love the 12 hour marathon. And I feel people like really appreciate it. And, and like, what is going on here because of, of how long I'm on here doing these interviews and all these guests who I get together. It's just like a, a monument, like a statue kind of thing but a lot more interactive and empowering and impactful than a statue. But it's like, when you look at a statue, you're like, damn, that is beautiful. You Mm -hmm. know, it's like, it's, it's a, it's a human achievement, marveling at human achievement. And that's something I love to stand for is like incredibly high standards, performance, and, and just creating things that, that blow people's minds. And so it's like everything that's out of alignment with that, in our brand or our business, like I see it, I notice it and it irritates the F out of me. Cause I'm like, no, what we stand for is incredibly high standards. And so like, how do we get to that all over the place? So it's like, you are sharing your heart, your soul, what's important to you and just being you. And that's, that's like the best thing that anyone could, could ask of you. So I really love it, Martha. 
It's awesome. Thank you. I try. <laughs> yeah, you succeed. You try and you succeed. <laughs> love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So cool. So is there any dating tips that we didn't cover yet or anything that you wanted to share about your podcast that we didn't get into yet? Because I know you have so much gold. You have so much wisdom. Uh, and, and of course, people can stay connected with you. They can find you on Instagram at Real Martha Riley. We'll remember, remind them of that at the end. But anything that we haven't covered yet? Yes. So my favorite thing is, you know, what are you going to say on that first date, right? Mm. Like you made the connection on the app, you made plans to meet in person, but then you're like, oh shit, I have to show up and talk to them. Mm. So I know that can be hard for a lot of people. So I made a guide of, you know, my top 10 conversation starters I love on first dates. Mm. I just want to share some because I think think they're funny. So (laughs) one of mine is, you know, would you bring a friend Taco Bell, you know, would you bring a friend, like, would you bring Taco Bell to a friend in need? Mm. And that's a good (laughs) question for so many reasons, because one, do they love Taco Bell? If not, I don't know. I don't know if I could date them. <laughs> insert insert any fast food you want there. Right. Have Taco Bell. But um, two, it really shows that they like care for your friend, right? Mm. Like your friend that you're bringing it to. I had a friend that did that to me and I was like, wow, this is so touching and nice. Mm. You bring it to me in a time of need. Mm. Um, so I, I love questions like that, that are, they have double meanings. Like they're fun at first but you can also really get a sense of who that person is. Mm. Um, Another one that I ask is what's your favorite frozen pizza? Maybe they're vegan and they don't eat pizza. And then in that case, you have to decide Mm. (laughs) if you want to continue dating them or if you're (laughs) never dating pizza again in your life. (laughs) Yeah. I'm from the Midwest. We like that. Wow. Some of those really fun questions that just get the conversation going and they're they're like a little off the cuff. They're not anything Mm. like, tell me about your family. Eventually, you'll want to know that, but really to break the ice on first dates, you need mm. to have fun, you need to show up, and you need to be yourself. Mm. I love it. I love it. It's it's so important, I think, to just to have the freedom to ask weird questions, you know, to, to ask some random, random things. It doesn't, doesn't have to have a rhyme or reason, but to have that safety, no matter what you bring to the table, like if someone feels like if you feel judged when you ask a question like that, you know, mm, I don't know if this person really accepts me as I am, <laughs> you know, right. it's a good. What did you ask Petia on your first date? Oh my gosh. Uh, well, I didn't really ask her. I, I don't know what I asked her, but we met at a uh, a live event, a mastermind, and we had some fun, took pictures during lunch. And then that night we went to the bar together and we were talking about like, we were, we were going deep. We were talking about like childhood wounds and stuff like that. Just totally, okay. you know, being self-expressed. She took me through a guided meditation at the bar. You know, we weren't like 10 beers deep. We we're like one or one or two things, you know, but um, it was was just totally a space of, of vulnerability and, and self-expression and saying, hey, this is who I am. This is what's important to me. I think that for me in Petia, like what really lights us up is, is passion mm-hmm. and seeing people passionate and being able to draw that out and facilitate that. Because when someone has something that's meaningful to them, I think that that's like the best type of conversation that you can have when you when you can stoke the flames and ask questions like what's important to you? What what matters? Like, what are you excited about in life right now? You know, it's like it's open ended, but it gives them an opportunity to say, like, run run wild, you know, go with it. (laughs) Right. Like I'm showing up. This is who I am. And then show me who you are. I think that's really just so beautiful on how, you know, amazing relationships form. And I think that's even more so true for like friends and, you know, dating too. But it's, if you feel that, you know, maybe your friends are maybe distancing themselves too, or your partner's distancing themselves from you, open up and Mm. share like, Hey, I miss you. Can we talk? Like Mm. just so simple 
you can do a guided meditation. That's more you. That's not me. <laughs> like she, she was a meditation so, teacher and I had been through a lot of them. So it was like, okay. you know, it was perfect fit, personal development junkies. Uh, yes. uh, and you know, everyone's at their own journey. You could say, Hey, what, what book are you reading? And Oh, right. tell me about, tell me about one of your favorite, you know, books. Tell me about what you've been learning recently. <laughs> if you just want to share, you know, like personal development wisdom or, you know, tell me about a lesson, some, some big like aha or growth opportunity this year. What's, what's been challenging for you this year what's been difficult you know like it yeah. these are all they're different spectrum you really get i think there's a emotional intelligence that introverts can also sometimes lack or find difficult to be able to gauge like how how fast can we go in this conversation how slow should we go like are we are we going balls to the wall and saying hey what's your purpose you know like starting with that are we saying you know like how do you how do you like the weather out right now <laughs> you know? totally yeah, I mean, in Minnesota, weather is a real conversation starter. That's that's like it could be snowing, it could be raining. Yeah. It's like I want to know where did you grow up and how cold it was. It. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So awesome. So I want to tell people how they can stay connected with you and what their next steps are on their journey, and then we'll wrap it up with the minute to win it, which is you know your heartfelt message of encouragement. Someone out there who's stepping into their greatest possible self needs to hear. Before that, though. Let's tell them how they can stay connected with you, what they can do next, Martha. Cool. So you can find me on Instagram at real Martha Riley. We've mentioned before. Yep. You can also check me out on my website. It is www.shityouneedtoknow.com. Uh, there you can find all of my podcast episodes as well as links to my deep dish dating call offering and the freebie, which is super fun. And you all should check out because it's free. That's I love right. free things. That's right. <laughs> So cool. I love this. Martha, this is powerful. So Instagram at I at real Martha Riley. That's how they can find you there. And then your website, shit you need to know.com. And that will have your podcast and the freebie there. And to be able to schedule a call with you, they can get all that there, right? Totally. Yes. Cool. Cool. Awesome. So great stuff. People stay connected with this woman. Big, big, big things and transformation <laughs> and impact in the world coming. And Martha, let's drive it home with the minute to win it. Someone out there needs to hear what you got to say. What do you got to say to him or her or this person? All right. When I was 18, I was a freshman in college and I walked into the therapist's office for the first time. I was so scared that someone was going to sit down to like next to me and they like I would know them. And I was so embarrassed that I needed this help because no one was talking about it, right? No one was like, you know, oh, I have these problems too. I also, you know, have anxiety. I have depression. No one was talking about that. So I, you know, made it sort of my mission to take that anxiety away from people. Don't feel bad that you have these things that are going, you know, going on in your life because other people also have those same problems. I've probably had those problems. Uh, your friends might have. So when you are really open and vulnerable and honest and authentic and all of those good words, you attract so many amazing people in your life. So I want you to you know, open your heart to the possibility of maybe making a new friend by sharing your story, finding a new partner by being yourself, because that's so cool, right? There's only one of you. And you are missing your opportunity if you are not yourself. You need to be yourself in order to share your gifts with the world. Because I want to see them. Chris wants to see them. We all want to see them. You just have to open up first and let us all in. Mm. Mm, mm. let it shine let it shine let it shine martha you are amazing girl i'm so so proud of you and keep up the heat keep, keep creating the, the magic and the impact and sharing your love sharing your gifts your curiosity your quirkiness your weirdness it is all so beautiful and so awesome and and just uh, thank you you're a gift to the world thank you you're welcome we'll see you soon okay sounds good from the bottom of my heart Thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas 
wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality and make every day your best day ever. <laughs>